Welcome to Burnt Out to Biz Boss, the podcast that teaches you how to go from burnt out employee to fired up entrepreneur in less time and with less stress and hustle. And now here's your host, business mentor, burnout expert, and professional life coach, Stacy Mitchell. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Burned Out Much podcast. I am super excited to have a new guest with us this week, Laura Collis. She is a health coach and I just know that she is going to drop all kinds of amazing value so you want to stick around and hear it. I am going to let her introduce herself because she has such a cool, cool niche. Yeah, thank you. Well, hello and thank you for having me. Um, my name is Laura, as you said, and I am a nutrition and wellness coach for women in their 40s and 50s who want to implement some diet and lifestyle changes to become what I call the CEOs of their health, which means getting healthy now so they can prevent any health issues getting older. Ooh, I like that. And I think it's so important. And I love the term CEOs of health. Yeah. I think it just gives you that that image of being in charge and well, we'll get to it later, but so many women, and I don't, don't think it matters about age, just don't feel like they have control of their health. They just leave it up to somebody else, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's actually get into that. Cause I know, you know, when we were scheduling this interview, I went back to your about page and I was like, I want people to hear this cause I think it's so important. So what's your story of how you became this nutrition and wellness coach? Yeah. So it was around my mid 40s and I was diagnosed with thyroid disease. And this came as a complete shock to me because I had always self-labeled and also been labeled by others as the healthy one. But I think it was because I was sort of envied for my ability to maintain my weight over the course of the years. I never had to do crash diets. A lot of my friends did whatever was trendy at the time. And I just always had like a healthier mindset. So I watched, and I'm saying watched in air quotes, what I ate, I exercised because I knew those things were good for me. But um, there was a whole lot that I certainly didn't know. And keeping in mind, this was like the 1980s and back then, Thin was prized beyond everything else, and our role models were supermodels. I mean, that's who we aspired to look like. Um, but as I got deeper into this work later on in life, I realized that I had always equated being healthy with being thin, when in fact, I struggled with a whole host of other issues. I had digestive disorders. I had rosacea and other skin conditions. And I just always brushed them off as things I'd have to live with. And it really wasn't until I got that thyroid diagnosis that I realized I had not been in control of my health. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. I just did whatever the doctor told me to do. So whatever I went to the doctor's office for, I typically came out with a prescription for something. And I never asked any questions about it. And I think a lot of women do this. It's conditioning, you know, we're the good girl, we're told to just do what we're told. And then one day I came across and again, this is like, probably about five years ago, 
I came across an article or a blog post or something. I was scrolling and it was written by a nutritionist that said something to the effect of how a gluten-free diet can heal your thyroid. And Stacy, I literally had one of those light bulb moments that you hear about and it was game on. <laughs> and literally yeah. overnight, I changed my diet. I went completely gluten-free. I removed dairy, inflammatory foods, sugar, all that stuff. And I went deep on all things holistic nutrition and functional medicine. And I knew at that time that you know, this if this was possible for me, it's possible for anyone. And I started taking courses and programs and ultimately got certified as a nutrition coach to help other women do the same thing. That's incredible. And I just want to say, like, I kind of wish I could have a light bulb moment where it's like, and I'm cutting out gluten and I'm cutting out dairy, and I'm cutting out sugar. <laughs> I know I, I was recently having a conversation with my husband. I'm like, I know that I need to eat less sugar. Like I know it intellectually, mm -hmm. but I haven't gotten to that point of like, I believe this to be true and thus I am going to change my behavior. So yeah. I just find it really compelling that you just made up your mind. You were like, I am doing this. Yeah. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, it is that scary diagnosis that makes you do it. So if, if I can get anyone to do it before they get to that point, I feel like I've done my job properly. That is so good. And that is so true. The, the last thing you want is to get the scary diagnosis. Like, so I don't prevent it. So I love that work. I love that you're doing this work. Yeah. And even more important, I think, as we get older, because it's harder to make those changes. So, uh, you know, I typically work with women in sort of that midlife, but stuff happens earlier. You know, a lot of women start to go through perimenopause at 35 and it is never too late to make those changes. Yeah. I love that. And I love that, you know, you are so passionate about it and you know, the impact that you get to have on people's health is just, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, many of my listeners <laughs> will come to me, like my clients, I should say, mm -hmm. will come to me having tried all of the like normal self-care stuff uh, when it comes to burnout. But I'm really curious because you're coming from it from a totally different angle than me. Like, do you have any special tips that they may not know about? Yeah, I think I think it's important to note that stress, burnout, whatever we want to call it, can be emotional, it can be physical, or it can be chemical. And with emotional stress in particular, in a lot of cases, it's stuff we haven't fully worked through from our pasts. So things we're emotionally avoiding or unconscious patterns we've developed around conflict in relationship to ourselves or in relationship to others. And all of these things end up just residing in our nervous systems and building over time. And we may not even be aware that they're there. In fact, they're often just beyond our conscious reach. And I'll give you an example, like, and speaking to women, I know your audience is, is both men and women, but for let's say for a girl, if she got bullied at school by other girls, that may give her the predisposition in adulthood to keep an arm's length from other females. And she may not even really consciously know that that's why she's doing it. And it, it, this manifests as chronic low grade stress from a neuro emotional, neuro spiritual trauma that we don't even know that we have. 
So I think one of the most important things we can do when it comes to overcoming burnout and that self-care component is really starting to look at our, our thoughts, our mindset, and starting to work through them. And that can look like a whole bunch of different things. I mean, it can be journaling. It can be um, a program on mindset. It can be meditation. And, you know, I think one of the most effective things is to work with a coach who's able to go a little deeper with you to start addressing that defeatist voice in your head that's keeping you in that chronic emotional stress, chronic emotional trauma. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. And if I can go a little further, you add to that physical stress that most of us are experiencing, like sitting for long periods of time with no movement. And then that chemical stress, if we're taking any kind of medications or even as simple as from our diets, you know, that can lead to stress overload. So you just keep compounding each of those different components and those areas of your life. When you begin to break them down and assess and address where you can start to make small changes to those things, that's where you start to see some traction. So simple things physically like drinking more water so you're hydrated, that's going to start to eliminate some of the physical stress you might be experiencing. And eliminating processed foods from your diet reduces inflammation, the amount of unhealthy omega-6 fatty acids in your blood, and that changes your body chemistry right away. So it's, it's not just one thing I don't think ever. I think it's a combination of a whole bunch of different aspects, but those changes and those ways of treating them can be very small and will build over time. I love that. And it really is that approach of like change. It's the compound effect, right? So changing small things in different areas really compounds to make this huge difference in the way that you're feeling. Yes. Yeah. 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 What would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that you see with your clients when it comes to managing their stress? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say women, again, in particular, are um, really hard on themselves. And we've internalized somewhere along the line that need for perfection and not asking for help because it tarnishes our image or um, somehow figures it will expose that we haven't got it all figured out. And like, let's face it, we still live in a patriarchal world where the idea is that we have to do, 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 and our productivity and our achievements, they're all representative of our self-worth. But in a metabolic sense, when we start talking about how it's affecting you in your body, pretending you don't need help and trying to juggle everything and then ultimately becoming resentful of it, it's going to stress, it's going to spike your stress hormones. So I really suggest to everyone getting as much help as you can, wherever you can, whatever is practical for you. You know, like if you have a business, maybe that looks like hiring a VA for to take some of the administrative work off your plate. Maybe at home, it's getting help with the kids or getting help around the house or even like ordering a meal delivery service so you don't have to wait, worry about making dinner. Maybe it's working one less day a week. But most importantly, I think it's you have to be easy with yourself, gentle on yourself and do this slowly so you're not adding the burden of trying to change everything all at once and then getting overwhelmed. 
Um, but just really, again, become aware of where you're falling into that perfectionist trap and trying to find ways around it. I, I think, Stacy, that one of the best things we can do, and a lot of people struggle with this or think it's too difficult, so don't try, but meditation is one of the single best resilience tools out there because it's basically designed to create a change in your state of mind. And it's a really good tool to have if you start to kick up any of those past traumas I was talking about earlier. Um, there are great apps out there for meditation that teach you how to meditate. You know, there's various different kinds and philosophies around meditation, but it can also be as simple as just sitting in silence and paying attention to your breath. You would be amazed if you do this consistently, how much stress <laughs> It takes off your plate. Yeah. 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 Just being present, right? We just yeah. did the, um, we did a meditation call in Spark and Soul this week. So it's very fresh in my mind. Oh, good. And the person that taught it, she was a yoga, yoga trainer and a yoga teacher. And she said something like, uh, what if you just made a cup of tea and you just sat and you drank the tea? <laughs> Yeah. Which is like, it's like such a silly, like simple thing that I'm like, Ooh, like that is a really good point. Like how often do you just do the one thing? Never. And ways I think, <laughs> yeah. Never. You're like, I'm on my phone. I'm watching a TV show. I'm whatever, yeah. you know, I'm working while I drink my tea. So yeah. I think like that can be meditation. Like anything can be meditation where you're just slowing down and actually enjoying the moment that you're in. It's so important. I mean, that's that's a, a totally other conversation, even with around food and your body and how that helps with digestion when you're being mindful about how you're eating and what you're eating. But yes, totally, I, I agree with that mindset component of it. And it's, I mean, how hard is it really? We're just not conditioned that way. Yeah. Well, and we've been trained, unfortunately, by all of our devices, Yes, all the notifications and all the things like for our attention to be divided mm -hmm. almost all the time. Absolutely. So yeah. 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 Meditation is, is so big. I love that. Mm -hmm. So I know we have talked about this a little bit before, and you know that I am a big believer that most of us aren't sleeping enough. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you feel the same. And I guess, what do you wish people knew about sleep's impact on our health? Well, sleep is very, very important. It's, in fact, it's central to every other system in our body working and functioning properly. So I think a lot of people don't understand that if we don't sleep enough, we are going to have, um, we're going to experience it in every other way, shape, and form in our lives. So sleep helps us maintain our body weight. In fact, um, I just was taking a look at some research putting this together. And one study examined that if you sleep five hours or less per night, even just as short as one week, you can gain an average of two pounds, which is pretty mm -hmm. incredible. Um, the majority of our sex hormone testosterone is produced at night. And testosterone is not only event, um, essential for a healthy sex drive, but it's essential for motivation. It's essential for optimal cognitive function and our heart health. So if we're not sleeping, we're not getting enough testosterone. 70% of growth hormone is released during our sleep. And that is our anti-aging hormone that helps us burn fat. It helps decrease our recovery time uh, after we exercise. 
It helps to increase our muscle mass and it improves bone density. Lack of sleep also interferes with our ability to produce collagen and collagen is really important to having nice looking skin and hair and nails and also gut health. And just in general, good sleep enhances our cognitive function and our ability to think straight. Seriously, like brain fog, if you've ever experienced it, you are not a productive person when you're in brain fog. And a lot of that is just not having enough rest and sleep. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, in burnout, I think there's there's sometimes the inability to sleep, which is yeah. interesting because you're so tired, right? Um, so I'm curious. I think that can also be the case as people age, like it just becomes harder to sleep. Yes. Do you have any tips for like how to fall asleep or how to, how to actually sleep? <laughs> well, I think you have to look at a whole bunch of different things there as well. Like you can start with your actual sleep environment. So are, is your room too hot? Is it too bright? Um, is it conducive to uh, an, a good sleep environment? Is it calming? You know, there's things you can do. You can diffuse essential oils, for example, that are going to help with just relaxing the body. You can do other things before you get into your bedtime routine, like take a, a hot bath or a hot shower to just calm and relax your body. You can meditate back to meditation. You can do some simple stretching. But I think one of the things we're all super, super guilty of is being on our devices late at night, whether that's our phone, mm. our computer, or even watching TV. And not only is that meaning mean that our mind is not shutting off, with enough time to sort of settle down and get into that rest and relax mode. But also we're getting a whole bunch of blue light. And I don't know if you've heard anything about blue light or mm -hmm. if your listeners have, but it's, it's the actual light that is emitted from those devices that messes with our brain chemistry. And you may have seen blue light glasses people are starting to wear now because it's sort of like a filter, but it's mm -hmm. a real thing. And I always recommend at least half an hour. I mean, an hour is ideal of shutting everything down, putting it away so you can kind of rest your mind and stop that, you know, constant barrage of the bad blue light before you're trying to actually get to sleep. Yeah, I love that. I actually, I listened and I wish I could remember what the podcast episode was. I'll try to find it and put it in the listener's notes. But I listened once to a podcast where this person had they decided to like do an experiment mm -hmm. and they lived without like lights at night. Actually, you think they may have lived without like you know, lights period. Like they were using candles and like yeah. other things to light. And they just talked about how much sleep they ended up getting yeah. <laughs> because like their bodies got used to like, Oh, like it's night. I should be asleep. And the, the, how much better they felt was just, it's super interesting to me that, you know, we've created, in many ways, like a really comfortable situation for ourselves. Like we could stay up late and watch things and do things, but we were not designed to actually do that, which is, we were not interesting. I mean, yeah. The other thing is that sort of anthropologically, we still are, we still haven't caught up with what modern day society tells us to do, right? We're still mm. in that caveman evolution of trying to get out of what we did for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Modern day life and what we're used to is 
brand new. I mean, we just haven't adapted physically yet as, as a species to what we are constantly uh, interacting with on a daily basis. So of course, yes, we didn't have all those things thousands of years ago. So we're still like, it's, it's, it's interesting that um, we're still affected by all those things, but it's absolutely true. Yeah. It's so interesting. And I think I could talk about all of this forever. I'm like, oh, and this. Yeah. Because so <laughs> I'm like, just even like having the phone, like that is so new. And I think we forget about it all of the time. But it was not that long ago, like that I didn't have a smartphone, you know, exactly. and <laughs> it's just kind of crazy to think about when you think about it that way. Yeah. And how habit forming it is for something that's so new. Yeah. And we've become so just reliant on it. And we very rarely until recently question it all that much. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's possible. I mean, nobody's going to throw their phones out the window, let's face it. So we just have right. to find ways around making them work for us, not against us. Absolutely. Like, how can you, I've really started to look at it as a, like, how can you build a community with your phone? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that really is what it is about for me versus like, a, I need followers and I need likes and I need to be on it all the time and <laughs> whatever it may be. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And depending on what you're doing on your phone, you're probably getting yourself anxious anyway. You know, if you're checking how yeah. many likes you get or how many followers you have, or something is even just plain stimulating, whether you're watching a YouTube video or something that's interesting you, you're not giving your mind that opportunity to slow down and just kind of shut off before you're trying to go to sleep. Never read Absolutely. a mystery novel before bed. Read something really boring because <laughs> you're going to keep wanting to go, right? So... Yeah. That's so funny that you say that. I recently like had to stop reading a book before bed because I was like, this is getting me really like ramped, like amped up, you know, yeah. and it's like I can't read this before bed. You don't want to put it down. <laughs> exactly. Like you that. don't want that. You want a good book, but not like that right before bed. Read something really <laughs> boring. Yeah. I tend to read my uh, like self-help books. I love self-help books, but when it's like 10 o'clock at night, mm -hmm. it's like immediately makes me fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> uh, so funny. Yeah. Well, I want to know, like, you have so much knowledge to give us. What would you say to someone who is really struggling with their health right now? I would say that the best place to start is with small habit change and just creating new good habits for yourself. They will eventually crowd out any of the bad ones. And starting small is key because again, we're trying to avoid that overwhelm, which leads to burnout, which leads to, I want to change everything all at once and overnight. Yes, sometimes it can happen, but more times not. And it depends again, what you're trying to change. But if you start small and do one new thing a week, let's say for a, an example, and do that for a month, then it's going to become a habit. And then you can add something else small, whatever that looks like to you, whatever you're trying to change. And eventually those changes will become your habit where you don't have to think about doing them anymore and they'll just become rote. Also get help, you know, work with someone who knows how to help you achieve your goals, who can set you up to, to succeed I think getting support is really, really important. Going back to what we were talking about in regards to managing stress, we don't always know 
why we're stressed, how we're stressed. Um, in fact, we probably don't, you know, and a, a professional can help you sort those things out and, and put you on the right track to getting healthy. Yeah, I think that's super important. I think, as you said, the starting small and even like just you said this before, like not being so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite sayings, which I picked up along the way and I can't remember where, is something's always better than nothing. And that comes for me with like movement. Yes. So if I do a 10 minute workout, hey, like that's better than nothing. <laughs> it's not. And, and all of that stuff really does. Um, have an impact. Like it's the small things. Like if I decide to eat, you know, clementines instead of cookies, something's always better than nothing. Like it's the small, small things that have an impact, which I, I think is so important. And having that accountability and support and someone to sort of like show you your blind spots and where you're not thinking about things or like why you might be stuck in a pattern, you know, because yeah. I think too, we can get really stuck in patterns with food and with eating. Absolutely. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know, right? So that's where yeah. somebody else can help you and say, no, you know, I think if you tried this instead of this, it's going to have more impact for you long term. So it's absolutely one of, yeah, there's no, there's no shame in asking for help around anything like that. And yes, absolutely. All of that just leads to good routine shifts and changes and ultimately, uh, kind of an overhaul of your lifestyle eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, one habit at a time. Basically. One habit at a time. Totally. Yeah. Make it easy for people. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, I know we're, we're going to wrap up, but I really want to know like what advice would you give 20 year old Laura? Well, 20 year old Laura was pretty hard on herself. So I would say, don't be so hard on yourself. Be more confident in what you already know. You already know a lot. (laughs) Don't beat yourself up about what you think you don't know and ask for help when you need it. Coming back to that. It's pretty much actually what I say to myself right now. Still, (laughs) you, you know what you need to know and don't worry about the stuff that you don't think you don't know. I was so much more fearful as a young person and making mistakes back then as well. I think I'm much better with that, but that need for perfectionism, it definitely was in full gear. And um, I guess I felt like I had something to prove, you know, back when you're younger and trying to establish yourself. So I can definitely relate to that feeling of burnout from um, doing too many things too quickly and trying to get ahead too quickly. Yeah. Trying to reach the goal. Mm-hmm. I I know when I was 20, it was all about like, how do I get there? Like, you know, yeah. a job, graduated, whatever. Exactly. exactly. As quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes we're still in that mindset. It doesn't necessarily go away as you get older. You just get a little bit yeah. more, a, a little different perspective on it. Yeah. A little bit more patience, a little bit more confidence, (laughs) hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And you, um, I think you just tolerate less. (laughs) So that is very true too. (laughs) Even in yourself, you're like, okay, enough, get over it, move on. It's time. So yeah. One benefit of of aging. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. You sort of get over your own drama. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm So important. Yeah. Well, I know that people are going going to want to follow you, going to want to hear more from you. So where can people find you online? 
you can go to my website. Um, it is nutritiouswellness.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Collis Official. I love it. And I know like we are, I follow Laura over on Instagram for sure. And she gives some of the best tips. So highly recommend you go find her that you follow her. And I just want to thank you, Laura, for coming on. Like this is really interesting. You gave us a lot of really great tips. Oh, thank you for having me. I loved it. It was fun. If you love this podcast and want more, you have to check out Stacy's Burnt Out to Biz Boss Facebook community, where she shares more tips, training, and free coaching opportunities. Learn more over at stacymitchell.com forward slash group. And don't forget to review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll catch you in the next episode.